0: A straight and narrow track here at range anxiety welcome to the midweek session and thank you very much to Steve earl for way down in the hole what a track huh for those of you that don't know Steve L, look him up Does some pretty cool shit and uh, welcome back to all my fans flogs and flat earthers out there you're further down the hole than anyone else Yep, it's shaped like a pizza and it tastes like one too Actually, it doesn't. If you try eating dirt, I mean, we we'll work in the automotive industry for a start. You're used to eating dirt. It doesn't taste like cheesy crust pizza. So no, you are wrong. You are very wrong, Leonidas. Okay, what are we on about today? Well, way down in the hole seems like a pretty good, pretty good opening because we're going to talk about not the rabbit hole that you know anti-vaxxers and flat earthers go down because that's just boring. But we're going to talk about going way down in the hole of what represents legality on motor cars in Australia. Now, many of you, and many of my listeners, there's thousands of you in the United States of America, tens of thousands of you. It, it, it's all a bit gray there too, but you know, I see some of the stuff people go, it's a streetcar boy and it's a six second car, you know, with a parachute on it that's able to idle through McDonald's, you know, and they can buy a cheeseburger and fries. And a large Mountain Dew. And, you know, yeah, it's a streetcar. It's a fully legal streetcar. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> so be it. I mean, packing and, pack and heat is legal in some parts of the US as well. So, yeah, it, you, you might not get what we're talking about here in Australia, but Australia really is the nanny state. But again, it's a bit confused uh, because we have federal laws for road legality and then we have state implemented laws for road legality. So let's just have a look at how it works. There is only one way with, how do I start this? We're gonna start from basics here. Whatever year your vehicle that you wish to modify is made in or whatever year of the powertrain that you put in the vehicle of your car was made in, whichever is newer, is the legality of which your tailpipe emissions, we're only gonna talk about mainly about tailpipe emissions here, have to conform to so if you have a 1972 vehicle and you put a 2020 engine and drive line in it to be truly legal you must meet 2020 emission regulations which is no easy task um the bottom line is this there's a lot of bullshit out there and you'll get to, there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there that'll sell you a street legal product very very little of it is or ever has been in Australia I've been down this rabbit hole of making cars street legal or making parts that are street legal for cars you know the ranging between 2000 and 2020 and it is impossibly hard to do it's not impossible but it's very very expensive and quite a difficult thing to achieve uh, yeah it's not easy so every time you get sold you get told in australia yeah, yeah you can do this to your car it's street legal it's you know it's it's a what it's a adr australian Design or approved uh package i would say yep let's see the paperwork because that's the key right whenever you make a product for a car that is legal like we did this with some turbocharger systems back in 2008 i reckon for the ve commodore we used standard headers and we bolted the turbochargers on down low and <clears throat> we ran standard injectors and we supplied that as a kit that was road legal but to make to make that system road legal we had to uh, what was it adhere to adr 3700 slash one i think or slash two which was the emission standard for the ve commodore at the time and to meet that with a pair of turbos on the car even not making really much in the way of any power to pass a tailpipe drive cycle was i think it took three goes in the test cell over at orbital engineering in perth western australia and i reckon it cost about the whole exercise cost about 20 dollars back then and that still didn't make the car road legal it made to that car road legal but <laughs> this was the problem any vehicle that this product was fitted to had to be engineered and checked off we could only supply the actual paperwork the test results the tailpipe emission test results from our test vehicle and then with each kit and then when someone wanted to 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 legalize their car uh, they then had to get an engineer to sign off that that kit was fitted to that car exactly in accordance with the paperwork um, supplied by Orbital, you know. So it was really, really tough. And, you know, we, we did get a few uh, street-legal twin-turbo uh, VE Commodore systems out there, and, you know, it was quite an achievement. And do we ever make our money back on that little exercise? Probably not. But it stood me in very good stead to learn what is actually legal. And if I have a look around now and see a lot of the aftermarket mods that are offered in this country for cars, not one of them, or very, very few of them have, I wouldn't say not one of them, there's people out out there that do do this properly, um, but very few of them are legal. Now, I don't give a shit if they don't affect your tailpipe emissions. I don't, you know, or they say it doesn't. I don't give a shit about any of this Unless the product has Australian Design Rules conformity paperwork available with it, it is simply not legal. And you know, and it's like when you get insurance companies that insure cars with mods on them, and they say list your mods, and we'll insure your vehicle, and we'll change, you know, your policy and up it because you've spent less money on your car. If you ever read the PDS, now every insurance company um, PDS I've ever seen. Actually, states that the vehicle has to be roadworthy for them to even pay out insurance. So you put an aftermarket exhaust on any car, like Any car, mean <laughs> made in the current era, it will then take that vehicle outside of drive-by noise regulations and possibly in the area of aftermarket catalytic converters, definitely outside of emission. And you have no insurance. And I don't care if the insurance company says that. They will insure it with those mods on it. Bottom line is this if you read the fine print in the PDS, of course they will insure it with mods on it, providing they are engineered road legal, which means conforming to Australian design rules. Oh, right. So, yeah, I'm sitting in a car park at the moment. I'm actually up at a wonderful. McGill Estates, the home of the, the, our famous red wine, the Penfolds Grange. What a beautiful place. And yeah, I'm just, it, I'm just sitting here sort of trying to nut out how, how to get my points across to you in my head because I'm looking around the car park and I can see, oh, it's not very busy here today, but I can see eight other cars in here that I reckon have been modified in some way, whether they've been lowered, illegal. Whether they've got an aftermarket exhaust on them, illegal. And not one of them is uh yeah not one of them would 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 have any insurance cover either for that very reason so yeah you've got to be really really careful so you know every time you see i see people post on facebook all the time you know highly modified crap you know like engines making 800 horsepower in 2002 model you know 2004 model um, three model skylines and stuff like that saying, Yeah, it's fully engineered and it's got like pod filters and shit like that. Fully engineered? Fully engineered for what? Right? You take your car to these kind of people and you say, You know, I'll spend 15 grand or 10 grand having it, you know, and a consulting engineer looks at it. Nobody say, Yeah, like it steers okay and the brakes are up to spec and it does a lane change, but there's nothing legal that's coming out the tailpipe of the bloody thing, right? Don't think for a minute that being engineered just means that every time you hit a defect station, the police will just tick you off and go, oh, you've got engineering paperwork, see you later, there you go. They can still defect you and they still will defect you, and then it's up to you, uh, using the engineering paperwork that you have been supplied, to go off and convince the authorities, the registration motor edge in each state of Australia, or wherever you are, that your vehicle is in fact Legal? When, of course, it is definitely not. So don't fall for the bullshit. Right? There's so much of it out there. People selling street legal stuff that is is about as illegal as you know running around selling bags of crack. Right? And you know, unfortunately, with cars, even though most of these modifications are very harmless, you're considered like you know like a crack salesperson if you modify a car. It's a little bit sad. You know, you are the enemy of the state. So, yeah, it's probably better off to just fly under the radar and don't post up your mods and shit all over Facebook. And, and when you, when you um, do modify your car to make extreme, you know, or, or improved performance, I wouldn't say extreme performance, improved performance, try and keep it a bit under the radar. Don't put stupid gurgle tunes and pops and bangs and crap like that into it. Um, keep the exhaust sensible, you know don't do some big drift pipe just and don't slam the thing on the deck and you know dumb dum dum dumb look at me look at me look at me defect you know fly under the radar if you're going to do it and just be prepared for the fact that if you do happen to run your modified car into someone else on the road not only will you, will you be paying for your car you'll be paying for theirs as well because you will effectively have no insurance should the assessors want to get you know tricky about it um so you know there are things you can get away with like obviously engine tuning like software um because you're not you can actually write software and tune a vehicle to the point where not many do because they don't know how to do it but you can tune the areas that are used outside of the drive cycle test right like an im240 or the adr test which is getting a bit you know tricky now but you know so the car will still fully comply with tailpipe emissions should it ever be checked however it will make more power flat out or you know coming on to flat out or more torque at that point because those areas aren't actually tested uh, the government doesn't give a shit what your car does flat out right they strangely enough um, they're all just worried about what will happen during a normal drive cycle. So, yeah, that's that's really all interesting stuff. So, engine tuning is good. Uh, I think uh, upgraded intercoolers and stuff like that are pretty good. As some of you know, I used to work for Process West, who are, you know, the name in Subaru and Ford intercooling and now Toyota Yaris GR intercooling. Uh, thank you to the kind folks at Process West. You'd be glad to hear me say that, Kevin. Um, their stuff... Uh, we're, we're putting through, uh, as I've said before, um, emission control or emission type testing in uh, in California to try and get certification, which we're very close to doing, um, an exemption order number, a CARB EO sticker that goes with every kit. So we know, we know that those products do not affect tailpipe emissions, like upgrading the intercooler, changing your top mount on your Subaru isn't gonna alter your emissions. We know this for a fact. And of course, even on the very latest cars, we we run everything with what's called a um, a no check light policy. So we actually test to make sure that all of our changes, all of our hardware changes do not affect the emissions of the tune at all. Hence it will throw a, a check light if it does. So we have a zero check engine light policy, which is a good idea. So getting those sorts of products legalized, fine. But when we legalize in the u.s we can use the u.s evidence to put in front of the australians um coppers normally ain't going to defect you for a in a cooler they're going to defect you for obvious obnoxious excessive shit like overly loud exhausts dumb popcorn tunes pa, 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 bang, gurgle tunes uh being too low excessive amounts of camber a uh, ridiculously black tint you know the, the police need something that catches their eye and you know dumb mods under a bonnet you know pop your bonnet sir you pop your hood and under there you've got like stupid big exposed air filters and polished things that look at me look at me defect me you know and people back in the day before the Coppers got really hot in this in the early 2000s, just to get around with the number plates, defect me and stuff like that. And I'd, coppers would be like, yeah, all right, <laughs> pull over. <laughs> Hello, pull over, choppers here to defect you. And yeah, they'd get defected and then they'd get, you know, right into magazines when I was doing work. With them going, you know, bloody pigs defected me for no reason. No, they defected you because you're a knobhead. And yeah, you know, <laughs> you know and you're poorly, modified is 200 lexus it's probably a blessing that it's off the road so yeah just be really careful um when you're planning your build if you think something's road legal um or you've been told it's road legal uh, then talk to whoever's doing uh, the work for you ask to see some paperwork ask how it works and you know you'll often get some answers that lead you towards the fact that what you have been in fact told is legal is not very legal at all so you know some of us can live with that and some of us you know can't um i personally i've got no real opinion on the matter other than hey aftermarket companies tell the bloody truth hey consumers do some digging if you do that, everyone will remain happy and friendly. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm pretty happy with that. how that panned out today. Now, on to other news. I saw my first um, Hyundai Square EV thing. I think, five, I think it is. And, you know, I've been seeing pictures of it. I saw one on the road. My goodness, it's huge. Um, I thought it was like an i30 size thing. It's like a bloody tank. I suppose it's the same size as a Subaru Outback or something like that. It was bloody huge. Weird-looking thing, too. But, I mean, good on a Hyundai. They're starting starting to step up their their program a little bit. They're still a fair way behind. Um, You know who I'm going to say they're behind, so I don't even need to say why. Because, you know, you see some stuff online and they're going, yeah, everyone's caught up with, with Tesla and so on. But then you know they're doing more range, or they've got the same range, or yeah, but they're doing it with bigger batteries. Most you know most of them. Like I think a, 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 a like a take for example a um, a, a VW ID. Forge we don't get here because VW basically hate Australians. But to get the same range as a Model Three Performance, you know, but five hundred and or fifty or six hundred k's or whatever they quote, whatever they're and you know <laughs> the airy fairy number is the model three performance has a 75 kilowatt hour battery they've got to run 100 in the id4 you know they've got to go that much bigger to get the same range and the problem with when you go bigger to get range is that the car also becomes heavier and heavier and heavier right and and because and which also affects range and performance so it becomes a self sort of defeating prophecy evs have to get lighter right and the only way they're going to get lighter is with proper design, and very, very few manufacturers out there are utilising proper design techniques. Most of them are taking shit old ice car platforms and stuffing batteries in where they can, and stuffing an electric powertrain in the front or rear or under the floor, wherever they can. You know, there are some things out there that don't even have a front. They're that badly designed. You know, they use the old Nissan Leaf design of, you know, 2011 or 12, whenever that thing came out and they've got in you know you lift the hood and there, there's there's your electric motor like it doesn't need to be like that guys you don't need to stuff it in there that's dumb right and because they're using all of these really old designs what happens is the cars as sandy munro would say great engineer they've got too many connections in them and everywhere there's a connection is wait none of this stuff is bespoke or manufactured you know it's not a proper design it's full of connections and supply chain shit that ice car manufacturers do and because there's so many connections they get heavier and heavier and heavier and then, and then and because of that they need bigger and bigger batteries and because of that you get me they go slower and then they need bigger uh, motors which are then harder on the batteries and itself it's like a, a downwards death spiral of design and that's why most electric cars you buy right now are shit And that's why, not most, some, most is being a bit rough. But, you know, that, what is it, a pole dancer, a pole star thing, I think that's still got, I don't think that's got a proper front design. I reckon that's still got an engine under the hood. I might be wrong. But, yeah, like, wow, you know, until they get serious and start designing things properly, this whole situation isn't going to improve. And when people go, ah, you know, um i heard online the other day that everyone's caught up the tesla well they haven't because they're still making all of these basic mistakes now they know like they know what they're doing is not brilliant but they're using parts that they've already got in the bin or on hand and then just going out yeah, we make the best like mary mary <laughs> you've done it you've electrified the entire auto industry and you know they've got like some bolt like bur- bursting into flames in the corner you know like Mary had, before her time, GM had electrified and, and done it with the EV one. And then they properly went out and promptly went out and knocked it on the head, so I lobbied by Big all not to make it. So GM are the biggest, like, you know like weirdos of all in this department. And, you know, they, they probably make the worst electric cars that I have seen at this point in time. And thankfully they're not making them anymore. Uh, speaking of GM, they actually put a button and a software dash of that ridiculous $300,000 Hummer thing they're coming out, out with. And I think, from what I could see, because I didn't spend too much time looking at it, I was on The Bird on Twitter, and I didn't spend a lot of time looking at it, but from what it looked like to me, it was a picture of a Hummer driving over a, a Cybertruck. I mean, are these guys for real? They think that some piece of junk like a Hummer is going to be... Anywhere near capable of doing anything to a cyber truck, and we have seen the new correctly sized cyber truck and the pictures of it being tested so there is more than one there's about from my best um information, which is probably a bit sketchy. there are about nine to ten alphas they call them now cyber trucks being tested at Fremont, Nevada. Um, I would believe they would have the 4680 new battery technology in them, which is just going to blow everything completely out of the water. And they look cool. Like they're a bit more production. They've got side mirrors, um, which Musk has said, which will bolt straight off. <laughs> you can use the side cameras, you know, that's what they do in the States. could on them, but they needed side mirrors. Um, and what else they got? It's got this single huge wiper, which Elon has said it looks ugly looking thing. It's like a big, huge length of the windscreen sticks up one side but Elon has said that he's not the production wiper these are alpha test cars please do not carry on about them so what's going to happen there I mean we get the Rivian R1T the Ute it's already mm, pickup truck that's already out on the market poor Rivian I've seen uh, I saw one broken down on the road when I was on the bird of course I haven't seen one in the flesh they aren't in Australia nor will they probably ever come here and the poor bugger got out of it and he's like the Rivian supplied a cover. Must have been one of the test cars. And he got a car cover on his car broken down in the middle of the road. And you could see it was a Rivian. Like, why bother? Really? Just let it break down. I mean I saw a toucan on the back of a flatbed broken down here in Adelaide yesterday. I did a stop and take a picture of it and go, Wow, toucan breaks down. No, cars break down, right? But yeah, it looks like Cybertruck will be next to market. It will beat I'm pretty sure, um, big daddy's really hot on wanting to beat the pants off ford with their f-150 lightning to market you know and the ford looks good and they've got a few reservation numbers for it but it's expensive as hell it would be interesting to see what range it's got and be interesting to see what performance it's got you know there is a few there's a few tricks played at the launch of that one but hey good on ford they're trying um you know it's a bit like the Marquis. going to be able to do this that their mustangy thing it, it's all right but it's yeah it's not you know it, it is i suppose a proper ev in some ways but it's not a patch on you know a model three which is a, or a model y it's certainly nowhere near a model y but you know people buy them and i saw the dealers there and marquis are getting a bit hard to get at the moment you know supply and demand some of them are marking them up fifty thousand dollars over retail you know which is why car dealers uh showing their true colors there in america during this supply and shortage like you want one and you paid 50 grand i think i think the f-150 lightning which isn't going to be released well too late next year probably now i think cybertruck will beat that to market and beat it everywhere else you want to be one of the first reservation you want to keep your place in the reservation or the, the allotment of cars that are coming to ford dealers they're just shafting everyone like pay an extra 10 pay an extra 50. Don't pay MSRP or retail price. Pay extra because we're a greedy bunch of pricks. And thank you for listening to Range Anxiety.